now let's go to work. So in this Acts chapter 26, verse 18, uh, it says, receive forgiveness of sin. We talked that last week. And the next thing is receive your inheritance. So we want to say that with me. Say, receive your inheritance. Come on, say it loud. Receive your inheritance. Now, I want you to know that most people think when you say receive your inheritance, we'll think we're talking about receiving the Holy Spirit. Now, of course we are, but receiving the Holy Spirit has to be first. So that we may receiving the Holy Spirit is first. And the reason why is because once you receive the Holy Spirit, now you're going to be able to get everything that God has for you. So let's go to that. Book Ephesians chapter 1, and let's start reading. I'm going to be reading this out of NLT, if that's okay. Ephesians chapter 1, and we're going to start reading with verse 13. Because we, knew, we know in this church that everything else, uh, I'm going to start reading earlier on uh, verse 11. So you can see that the, the, the church of God was already, the church of God is called the saints, okay? Uh, now, they already received their inheritance. That's what I want to show you. Let's go to Ephesians uh, in chapter number one. I am a teacher. My gift is a teacher. I'm a pastor teacher. Uh, I don't tell you nothing unless I show it to you in the Bible. Okay, that's what a pastor teacher. If, if you're a teacher, then you can show them what you say. You don't have to just say it over there somewhere in Luke. Uh, I don't have to do that. Uh, I can tell you what the word is. All right, so let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. So we're going to talk about once again, receive your inheritance. Say receive, receive. your inheritance. Receive. Now, you, you got to know that God left you an inheritance. I gave you an example this morning, and I hope you could be able to take this because the example I gave you this morning, I used Ephesians 1 and 3. So let's, let's go back to Ephesians 1 and 3. And then we're going to do Colossians chapter 2 and verse 3. We're going to do those two verses because it shows you that everything that God has given you in the spirit realm is already yours. All right. It's like your insurance policy. And I hope you understand insurance policies because uh, when you get a full coverage, and that's what I told you to write Ephesians 1 and 3, full coverage. Because that's what you have. You have a full, fully covered policy. Now, most people don't know this, and I used to didn't know this, is I have full coverage with my insurance company. And then when I would go out of town to rent a car or go to another state, rent me a car, the man is always going to ask you, do you need insurance? And if you have full coverage in Michigan, it's good for Florida. Or it's good for California. You already got full coverage. So that's what you got to understand. If you don't know that, you're going to sign again and get insurance again. And that's how they make the money. All right. But if you got full coverage now, I mean, if you don't have full coverage, those are two different things. All right. Now, Ephesians 1 and 3. Let's start there. And then we'll do Ephesians 1 and 3. And then we're going to hold your finger there. We're going to Finish Ephesians before we go. Then we're going to go over to Colossians chapter number 2 and verse 3. But we're going to do Ephesians 1, 3. Then we're going to go to verse 11 through 14 in Ephesians. Then we're going to go to Colossians chapter number uh, 2 and verse number 3. Uh, 1 through 3. All right, you're in Ephesians. I'm doing all of this out of the NLT Bible. All right, Colossians chapter 1. I'm going to come to your camera. 
Colossians chapter, I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. All praises to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has, past tense, blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Somebody say every spiritual blessing. In the heavenly realm, because we are united with Christ. Otherwise, we are in Christ. All right, that's Ephesians 1 and 3. So God has already blessed us with every spiritual blessings in Christ. Now, these are your inheritance. These are things that God has given you. So you got to understand, I gave you this morning, I gave you three things. And I showed you they're all in Christ. All right, I gave you uh, redemption. Redemption is in Christ. I gave you that Romans 3, 24, redemption is in Christ. Then I also gave you uh, Ephesians 1 and 7. Forgiveness of sins in Christ. Then I gave you also Colossians 1.14. You got three words that mean the same thing. Number one is eternal redemption, remission of sins, forgiveness of sins. They're all in Christ. Now, this is an awesome thing. Why do you think people get insurance when they go out of town? Because they don't know they have full coverage. They don't know their insurance covers them. If you got full covers in Michigan, that full covers covers you if you rent a car in Florida. Do everybody hear what I'm trying to get the point I'm trying to reach? Okay, so if I got if I've been blessed with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ, that covers me everywhere I go. That's God like God full covers. You understand? All right. Now, in Ephesians chapter one, verse eleven, we are reading out the NLT. Uh, verse 11 says, furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance. Now, he's talking about chose us in advance. He's talking about the saints, the church of God. I don't want to get into what people believe. People believe that they still got to come back for the saints. Listen, if I was a saint and you were believing that God had to come back for me 2,000 years ago, I would not like you very much. Because now we are singing today, not us. Oh, when the saints go marching in. Oh, when the saints go marching in. Oh, I want to be in that now. Listen, the number is, how many know what the number is? 144,000. Well, if you're in the number, then you're 144,001. I mean, it doesn't take much. You're not in that number. And the book of Revelation chapter 7 says they were taken out 2,000 years ago. I don't know why we don't believe the Bible. All right. And verse 11 again. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance. They have, not us. They have received an inheritance from God. Why? Because he chose them in advance and he makes everything works according to his plan. Now, when you read Romans 8, 28, that's not to you. So you have to be able to rightly divide the word of truth. Because, hey, I quoted all these scriptures, and we know all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. I co- confess them all. It ain't, it ain't work. Can't get mad with well, God. He's not talking to you. All right? It's just like in Jesus' name. We think because we say in Jesus' name it's supposed to work. Well, right here it says, if two of you shall agree, Matthew 18, 19. I did that all the time. If two of you shall agree on earth, that touch anything, anything. They shall ask in my name. I'll do it. And we, my wife and I, we got together and agreed and did nothing happen. 
God didn't lie. He wasn't talking to us. See, everything God has for you is in Christ Jesus. Come on, now you got to get this. So everything God has for me is in Christ Jesus. Right. Now, Israel, what he had for them was in Jesus' name. See, everything that he had for them as well, in Jesus' name. Well, if they act anything in Jesus' name, he did it. Now, you go back and act anything in Jesus' name, he doesn't do it. Why? Because what God has for you is in Christ Jesus. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, see, you're a new creation. You're not a new creation because you get baptized in water in Jesus' name. It's not going to work. But when you believe the gospel, God would put you in Christ. See, we, we, we gotta, you got to obey the word. You can't just say, because I say Jesus' name is supposed to happen. Because you are in Christ. In Christ Jesus. So if you're going to say the name, say the name Christ Jesus. Somebody said, say the, say the name. Christ Jesus. So you got to understand, he's not just Jesus no more. See, the Bible told us in Acts 2, 36, God has made that, can you put that up there, God, Acts 2, 36, God has made that same Jesus who Israel crucified, both watched it, Lord and Christ. Somebody say he's Lord Jesus. Or he's Christ Jesus. See, don't just call him Jesus no more. See, most of all the songs that we ever had is Jesus. It is, I'm, not a, I'm not here to put you down, but at least put a, a, in front of that Christ Jesus. Or Lord Jesus. Acts 2.36, what do we know? You can read, put it in any version you got. God has made that same Jesus whom they crucified. Now he's both Lord and Christ. That's what I'm waiting on, Acts 2.36. Okay, all right. Are we going to do that today? Let's move on. All right. You, you got it. If they put it, find it, find. the book of Acts is right after Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The book of Acts. All right. Now let's move on because I, I can't. Uh, somebody needs to, to help them there. Okay. So let every one of us, so let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made that same Jesus whom you crucified to be what? Both Lord and Messiah. He's both Lord and Christ. The word Messiah means Christ. You see? So you got to know that. He's Christ Jesus now. See? He's Lord Jesus. Now, those names mean something because when you're Lord Jesus, all power will be given to you now. He's Lord. Jesus Christ is what? Lord. Right. All right. So that's what they mean. Now, uh, Ephesians chapter 1, I won't bother you for a while back there for, for switching up, I'm sorry. All right, I know we got people training, so I got to be nice. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11, furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received, now that's Israel, they have received an inheritance from God because he chose them in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. Verse 12, God's purpose was that we Jews, See, down there, we Jews, because you're not talking Gentile now. We Jews, let me find my place here. We Jews who were the first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. Verse 13, 
And now you Gentiles have also heard, if you remember, that's what we always read, verse 13. And now you Gentiles have already heard the truth, also heard the truth, the good news that God saves us. And we, and when you believe it, when you believe in Christ Jesus, he identifies you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit, the Holy Ghost, is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance. See, the Holy Ghost is the guarantee that God would give you everything else, which is the inheritance as he promised. And that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did that so we would praise and give him glory. All right, so God gave us everything when he gave us Christ, but the Holy Ghost is God's guarantee that everything else is yours. With that in mind, let's go to the book of Galatians chapter 3. Let's go to work. From the book of Galatians chapter 3, I promised to show you something today, and I want to go right to this uh, because this is so very important. The Galatians chapter 3, and I want to show you the curses was taken away. You got to understand something. We were never under the curses. But Israel, not even us, but Israel couldn't get the blessings also until the curses were taken away. I'm saying this because sickness, diseases, poverty, pain, all those things has been fulfilled. Christ has taken them away. But, but if you don't know that in your covenant, you don't have that. You don't have sickness and disease in your covenant. You don't have that. No, you don't have grief and sorrow in your covenant. The Bible told you that we are not the sorry as others that have no hope. And yet people will get mad if you don't sorry with them. And the Bible plainly told you don't do that. So let me show it to you. Let me show it to you. Let me go first. First Thessalonians 4, 13. Let me go. I come right back to Galatia here. Because I know if I do, don't do it now, I won't get back. So let's go to First Thessalonians. See, you got to understand something. Uh, you, you, don't want to, you don't want to disobey God trying to please people. First Thessalonians. I'm saying that because you, we just had a, a, a home going yesterday. And people look at you like, How, why are you so happy? Because I'm in Christ. See, you, you don't let you being at a funeral cause you to be sad. You're in Christ. You ought to be able to come in and say, I'm, boy, I'm so glad I'm in Christ. Oh, yeah. First, First Thessalonians 4.13. That's why I want the screen to go. First Thessalonians 4.13. So we have to understand that if you're in Christ, you've got to be so grateful. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 13. Here we go. He said, but I would not have you to be ignorant brothers. Now, he didn't call them ignorant brothers. He said, I just don't want you to be ignorant. Now, watch what he's saying. I don't want you to be ignorant, brothers, concerning them which are asleep. That you, brothers, sorry not. I don't want you sorry. Even as others, watch this, which have no hope. Who didn't have any hope? Gentiles. See, I don't want you to act like folk who ain't saved. For if we believe 
that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with them. I know people don't think this has happened, but I know in the word that it has, but he's talking to the Old Testament believers. Those who sleep in Jesus would God bring with him. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive remain, watch this, unto the coming of the Lord, unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Why? Because the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. So he was telling them that was dying in that time, don't be sad because the Lord's going to come back and get you whether you're dead or alive. See, when you're in Christ, it doesn't matter. You can't die no more. Death has no more power over you. See, what happened is we don't know the word. I, I know if you really knew that people were with the Lord, you wouldn't be sorry. Why would you be sorry? Oh, let me put this way. We got a sister who watches our television broadcast says she's in Miami. Are we sorry for her? I guarantee she's not sorry for you. <laughs> Why? Because you know she's in Miami. She just said on the phone, Sister Angela Davis said, I'm in Miami. How many going to grieve for her? Here she is out here on the beach, looking over her back in the window, enjoying her 95 degree weather, <laughs> sipping on her colada, whatever they call them. And we just sitting back here so crazy. Angela, come back. Can't you see what we do? Watch this. I would not have you ignorant, brother. That's what he said. I don't want you ignorant. The Lord himself, those people went to be with the Lord. Come on, if they went to be with the Lord, why are you sorry? See, because we don't know what's going on. Listen, I want this church to understand something. Your pastor saved. And whatever my time, I don't want no sorry church left back here. Ain't that right? Because I'm going to outlive most of you in here. I'm not just saying that, just saying that death don't frighten me. See, I don't drive around with no insurance. So I'm not scared every time I see a police officer on the street. Can you see how that feels? When you don't have no insurance and you see police park on the street, then you drive carefully because why? You know you don't have no driver's license, you ain't got no insurance. Well, I don't, I'm not like that. I'm not worried about that because I got Christ in me. I have full coverage. That's what, he, that's what Ephesians talking about. Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in a heavenly place in Christ. I got full coverage, so I'm not worried about anything. And then the Bible told me to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. How many know that's why you want to be saved? So you can be with the Lord. Why are you going to weep for me and I'm with the Lord? See, we're not weeping for Angie. I'm using Angie for an example. I am not weeping for her. Because I guarantee she's not down in Miami saying, I'm, I'm so 
Oh, I'm just weeping for y'all. No, you're not. I can tell you right now, she is not weeping for you. And anytime people are going to be with the Lord, they are not weeping for you. As a matter of fact, they will never know you again. You got to understand something. You will never know them again because now they are spirit. They are not natural physical beings anymore. They pulled off the house, the old house they used to live in, and buried it. And God has given them a glorified body like his body. Why would you want to grieve about that? You got to be glad for people. You got to be happy, but you can't be happy if you don't know this book. And that's why I'm here. You got to rejoice. That's why Paul said to the church, rejoice. Be exceedingly glad. Create show me reward in heaven. You got to know. But if you ain't saved, you like that man don't have no license. You see the police is parked down there and you got to go through that way and they check it for license. Huh? Look at somebody and say, I'm fully covered. See, you don't have to worry about that. When you are fully covered, you don't have to be worried about that. Look at somebody say, I got what it takes. You got that right. Look at Galatia. Let me get back to my message here. I just, the spirit of God just was speaking through me. I've just got to, had, to, had to move on. Uh, now, where I see I'm going? Galatia 3, 1 through 6. No, 13. Let me do 13 first. Let's do Galatia chapter 3, verse 13 first. Because I want, I want to do Ephesians 1 through 3, but I said we're going to go to Ephesians, but I'm going to go to Galatia first. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13. Are you on the screen yet? Let's, let's do that. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14. Just two verses. Christ has, past tense, redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now how do I know that's Israel? Because he didn't redeem you. So you have to know the difference. See, that's why we read to you every week, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 through 4, Christ died for our sins. See it? Christ died for our sins. Israel, he redeemed. So it's not right for you to say, that's what people do, let the redeemer of the Lord say so. You know, and that, that sounds good, but you ain't the redeemed. He didn't purchase you back. He didn't write the book of Hosea about you. The father wrote the book of Hosea about his wife, Israel. He redeemed her. Read the book sometime. You'll see it wasn't us. But he's going to tell you what he did to us. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now let's go back and see what the curse of the law is. We're going to come back here. Let's go over to the Old Covenant and let's go to the book of Deuteronomy. In the book of Deuteronomy, we're going to look at chapter 27. I know most people read chapter 28. And, and chapter 28 is good because chapter 28 is all the blessings. Says so chapter 28 is about all the blessings. See, but the chapter 27 is about all the curses. And if God did not send Jesus to down the cross for all of the curses, then you would not have all the blessings. 
So you got to know how it is. Now, you, I'm showing you this because we are partakers of the inheritance. When I get, to, when I get back there, I'm going to show it to you. We are partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. They receive all of the blessings only because Jesus came and obeyed the law. See, he was one of their brothers, just like uh, the redemption took place in Hosea because of Boaz. He was a kinsman redeemer. That's why he's called the kinsman redeemer. He was the only one that can redeem Israel. So we was not the one redeemed. It was Israel who redeemed. All right, here we go. Now, here in Deuteronomy chapter 27, I want to start with verse 1. I'm just going to start verse 1, then I'm going to quickly move. I'm going to do verse 1 down to verse 3. It says, And Moses with the elders of Israel uh, commanded the people, saying, Keep all the commandments which I command you this day. Watch this. And it shall be on the day when you shall pass over Jordan unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, your inheritance. Thou shalt set thee up great stones and plaster them with plaster, and thou shalt write up on them all the words of this law. And when thou art passed over Jordan, thou may go in unto the land, talking about the promised land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, a land that flowing, somebody said flowing, with milk and honey. That means everything you need is in the land. And the Lord God thy father has promised. This is the same thing happened. Let's go to verse 11. Skip down the same chapter, verse 11. So here it is. They getting ready to go into the land. So what God is going to have is, you're going to read in verse 11. Verse 11, and Moses charged the people, saying this day, saying, these shall stand up on Mount Gerizim. So he's going to have them, to, he's going to have the people to stand in the valley between two mountains, just like Christ would do on the cross. It's going to be the same way. So here he's going to have six elders on one side, six on the other side, because they're going to represent the, the six children of Israel as a nation. So in verse 12, these shall stand upon Mount Garrison to bless the people. When you are come over, Jordan, I want Simeon up there, I want Levi up there, I want Judah up there, and Issachar and Joseph and Benjamin. I want you all up on this side because you are going to bless the people. Then I want the other mountain, Mount Ebal. I want you up to stand up on that mountain. Six, I want Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali. I want all you six to stand on that mountain. I want Israel in the middle. And the Levite shall speak. And say unto all men of Israel with a loud voice. I want you Levites to say it loud. This is the curses. And they're going to go from verse 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. It's going to go into chapter 8 after they finish the blessing. They're going to keep reading the curses. So they're going to say all of these curses that's going to come upon them. If they don't obey the law, if they don't obey the law. Now in chapter 28, you will see the blessings for obedience. Now this is what Christ did. When the Bible says what Christ did in Galatians chapter 3, this is what he did. When he died on the cross and he was crucified, for him to be crucified, God had to be that wise to let his son die during the days of the Romans. 
because nobody else crucified until the Romans came. Remember, they had come out of captivity. They had been under Nebuchadnezzar. They had been under the uh, Persia, Medes and Persians, and then they had moved under the Grecians. See, all these people had been over Israel, and now they come out during the time of the Romans. Forty-six years ago, they built a house, a temple. And Jesus told them, destroy this temple in three days, I will build it again. And the man said to him, 46 years it took us to build this temple. So we know how long they had been out. That's why we have the three books, Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther. Because three books, three people, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, those three people, one came out and built the temple, one came out, Nehemiah, and built the wall, and then uh, the woman came out and brought the people. I thought you were going to jump on the last one. Esther. So you got these three books together. Esther, Nehemiah, Esther. So that's why one built the, 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 the temple, then they built a wall around the temple, and then the people, Ezra brought the people out. That's how, why those three people were together, those three books. All right? Now they got the temple built, and in 46 years, Jesus was born. So now once he was born, he would, they would go to Jerusalem during the days of his ministry. So all of this had to happen. So when they went to Jerusalem during the days of his ministry, they looked for him. And they said, why are you looking for me? Was I not to be about my father's business? Where did they find him at? Some of y'all got to go back. You found him in the temple. That's what they said. They found him in the temple, asking questions, remember? All right. So that's what you got to understand. All that had to be there. All right, now here you go. When Christ came, he's going to fulfill, he's going to die on the cross. He had to die on the cross. He had to be crucified. Because being crucified, he's going to fulfill with his death these curses. He's going to take all these curses in his own body. So you, you can know what they are. Now, in chapter 28, you see all the blessings. These are the blessings that we are able to get in, in Christ. Number one, and it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord thy God to observe all the due of his commandment, which I command you this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high. Now remember, all of this happened in Christ. That's why we sit together in heavenly place in Christ. He has set us on high if you're in Christ. All right. He will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings, that's Ephesians 1 and 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heaven and place in Christ. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if you hearken to the voice of the Lord your God. Well, they did not. So that's why we have Galatians 3, 13 and 14. That's why Christ came. That's why we ought to be so glad that Christ came and was made a curse for us. So all these blessings will come on our life. Everything you get in Christ, never sit around and boast because you made a lot of money or got a lot of money. If Christ had not gone to the cross, you would not be rich today. You are wealthy in Christ. You ought to give him the praise and all the glory. 
Blessed shall thou be in the city. Blessed shall thou be in the field. Blessed shall you be the fruit of your body and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your cattle and the increase of your kind and the flocks of your herd. Blessed shall be the basket and your storehouse. Blessed shall you be when you go in. Blessed shall you be when you go out. Blessed, the Lord shall call his enemies. Any enemies, he will call them to rise, that rise up against you shall be smitten before your faith. They shall come out against you one way and flee seven ways. The Lord shall command his blessings upon you in your storehouse, in your, in your 401ks if you want to, in your storehouse, in your bank account, in all you set your hand to do. And he shall bless you in the land which the Lord thy God give you. That land is Christ. The Lord shall establish you a holy people unto the Lord as he sworn. There it is underneath if you keep his command. Well, they didn't do it. So now let's go back to Galatia. So the curses, so the curses came upon them. Because if you get down in the rest of that, you'll see the punishment for disobedience start at verse 15 and it complete the whole chapter. And you'll find everything, every disease known to man. So when Christ came here, Isaiah prophesied, Isaiah 53. So Isaiah prophesied, I'm just going to read that on the way. He was despised in verse 3, he was despised. See, they didn't know. They saw all these curses upon them. God put the same curses on them that was on Egyptian. Here it is in verse 3. Isaiah 53 and 3. But Isaiah got out and said, Lord, who has believed our report? Here in verse 3, he said he's despised. He rejected a man as a man of sorrow. He's acquainted with grief. Well, whose sorrow did he carry? Ours. Who, who grief did he carry? Ours. We esteem him. We, we, we hid everywhere our faces from him. He was despised and we esteem him not. Surely he has borne our griefs. Now, if he already borne my grief, why do I need to borne it again? I'm going to grieve the Holy Ghost. That's what I'm going to do. He, he carried our sorrow. He already carried my sorrows. I'm not carrying them. So you don't, you don't help nobody by carrying no sorrow. God told you to rejoice. And it's not, it's not asking you as a command. You go back and look at it. He commanded us to rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. You walk around with your mouth all stuck out like you've been eating green plumes or something. You can't help nobody. Here you are a believer and you represent Christ Jesus and you don't have the joy. God gave you righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And you are, you, you're supposed to rejoice. He's not asking you to rejoice. When the Bible said rejoice and be glad, he's not asking you. There's nowhere in the front of that saying, will you rejoice and be glad? So Isaiah says, surely he has borne our grief, carried our sorrow. We esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, but he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our people upon him and with his strife, we are here, not going to be. And Isaiah said, who going to believe this? Out of all those curses. And then you get over here in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13. Hallelujah, I'm on my way. I'm rejoicing because... I know why he died. I know how he died. That's why 1 Corinthians chapter 15 told you, you got to know how he died. He died on the cross. And you got to know he was crucified. 
but he did it to fulfill the scriptures. So in Galatia chapter 3 and verse 13 said, Christ hath, this was for Israel, redeemed us, watch this, from the curse of the law. That was Deuteronomy chapter 27 and 28. All those curses that came upon them. When Christ went to that cross, he broke the yoke. He broke the power of Satan. He destroyed his power. He has now all power over every principality and power and rule of the doctrine of this world because they, he broke. Even death had the powers broken. And now all the church said was, amen. See, death has no power over you because Christ rose from the dead and broke the power of death. All the curses that came up on them in Deuteronomy came upon all the people. See, that's why when you read, when you read John chapter 3 and you go back and read verse 14, 15, 16, he said, as it was. See, I'm going to go back to that next. We'll go to that next. Let me finish this. Uh, Genesis, Galatians 3, 7, 3, 14. 3.13 said, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that hang on the tree. Curse is everyone that hang on the tree. Curse. And guess what? Christ died on the cross, on the tree. Why did he do it? That the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentile. How many in here know what the blessing of Abraham is? You in the choir, I told you this a hundred thousand times, the blessing of Abraham is what? It's God's righteousness. So when the people in the church don't know, you say it. You the one sang the song. You sang the song, the blessings of Abraham. The blessing of Abraham. Come on, you folks, this is you. That the blessings of Abraham. Somebody say God's righteousness. For, for the remission of sins. Yeah, that was Romans 3, 24. I gave you that. That's what God gave you, his righteousness for the remission of sins. He gave you his righteousness for the forgiveness of all your sins. He gave his life on the cross so your sins could be forgiven. Somebody give him praise in this house, please. <laughs> that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise the promise of the Spirit here through faith. You would not have the Holy Ghost if Jesus didn't go to the cross. He said, if I go away, I will send you the comforter. Did he do it? I said, did he do it? Well, give him his praise. See, we don't understand. To a lot of us, life is so easy. But it's only easy because you have the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit in you that makes life easy. I already got three amens. Let me say it again. It's the Holy Ghost in you. Let me put it this way. It's the Holy Spirit in me that makes pastoring easy. Brother... People look at me and say, man, you make it look so easy. Brothers, it's not hard. Like the woman says, it's not complicated. <laughs> All I got to do is understand it's not I that live, 
but in Christ that lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So I allow him to live his life out through me. And I just give him the praise. When I go to bed at night, I don't sit around worrying. You can't do a thing about it anyway. What you gonna do about it? That's why you got a comforter. Isn't that something? God gave you a comforter and you wanna be sad? Don't you know the Holy Ghost is called a comforter? How many know why God gave you the Holy Ghost? To comfort you. All those reasons he gave, one of them is to comfort you. One of them is to spread the love of God in your heart. Just spread it all in your heart. Anytime you are lacking in the love in your heart, the Holy Ghost push someone. Push someone over in that corner. He spread the love of God in your heart. See, he comforts you in all your situations. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Put that down. Maybe get a chance. Verse 1. But this is, this is that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ and that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. See, you got the Holy Ghost now. You don't supposed to be sorry no more. The Holy Ghost told you don't be sorry. This is, this is how he says. Let, let, me, let, me, let me show you. Let me show you. Go to John 14. Let me show you what he told these guys. Now, Jesus get ready to go away. Go away. You know what he did? Know what they did? Ah! That's the first thing happens when people get ready to go somewhere. Ah! Isn't that something? I mean, why are you crying? Jesus said, listen, you know what he told them at the last verse? To them, not to you, to them. Lo, I am with you. Always, even to the end of the world. Now that's very important because the end of the world did come. I know a lot of people don't think it did, but Jesus was only with them until the end of the world. He's not with them no more. Because the Bible said Christ in you. The hope of glory. So he can't be in you and with them. He came here to be with them for 30 years. See, and at the end of the chapter, he said, Lord, I'm with you always. And then he said, even to the end of the world. That word, end of the world, end of the age. But people don't believe that the dispensation of grace has come. If you're in a dispensation of grace, then that dispensation had faded away. All right. Now, watch what he's told him in Luke in John chapter 14, verse 1. Because they were boohooing. When he told him in John 13, he was getting ready to leave. They started weeping. Grown men, all of them were grown men. Jesus said, Ho, oh, oh, ho, oh, oh, ho, what are you doing? Lord, where are you going? I'll I, I, I kill folks for you. Ain't you know, Lord. Jesus said, no, you don't have to do nothing. You don't have to hurt nobody. This is my life. I'm able to lay it down, and I'm able to take it up again. Lord, I'm not going to let them hurt you. They're not going to hurt me. Lord, you said they're going to spit up on you and beat you and bruise you and going to kill you, Lord. I'm not going to let them get away with it. No, 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 no. You let them get away with it because that's what needs to happen so I can get rid of these curses. Ah, hallelujah. You got to understand. He had to do it to get rid of the curses. God took all the curses and put down Jesus. 
Watch this. Let not your heart be troubled. This is what he said to them. Look, don't worry. That's just like saying, let not your heart be troubled. That same thing Philippians told us, didn't it? Be careful for nothing. That's the same thing. I don't know why people don't understand this is the Holy Spirit. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard in your heart and comfort your heart in Christ. What you worried about? You can't fix nothing. You can't make nothing happen. Just go to bed. Go to bed, get out the way. Out of his way. Watch what he says. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Look at somebody said, do you believe in God? Now there he mean trust. There he mean trust. There mean trust. You trust in God? Trust also in me. See? In my father's house are many mansions. See, people don't realize heaven is real. He just got through telling me in my father's house a minute message. If it was not so, I'm told you. Watch this. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That's what he did with Israel. That where I am, there you may be also. Now, why would they have to worry if he just told them he's going to prepare a place? Now, it's no different than Sister Angela down there in uh, Miami. We don't want to forget such You think she worried about you? I guarantee you she's sitting back like I mean, if you was in Miami, would you be worried about me? No. All right. Now, we, we want to see that that's what happened in Galatia. So he, we were redeemed from the curse of the law. He was made a curse for us. So the righteousness of God can come on us. All right, Here, here's, here's our last one. So I told you Ephesians 3, let me start, Ephesians 3. For time's sake, I'm going to have to go to the, the last verse, Ephesians chapter 3. See, people don't realize you got to receive your inheritance. And all your inheritance are in Christ. I gave you Ephesians 1 and 3. I have not given you Ephesians chapter, Colossians chapter 2, verse 1 through 3. Okay, so I want all my notes right after this, so you ought to, ought to be already on it. All right, now what I'm looking at right now, Ephesians chapter 3, right? Verse 1 through 6. 1 through 6 is where I want you to be at. Ephesians 3. Now here's Paul. Paul says, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a, a, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles. If you heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given to me for you. So I'm, when Paul talked about receiving your inheritance, it's, it's the grace of God. Now, everything God has is in Christ. I, I, I can't say it a thousand times. If everything is in Christ, then everything got to be in you. The truth is in Christ. Then the truth got to already be in you. See, for you not to believe God, it is to dis disobey the truth. So that's, that's why you got to understand, God put everything in you. All you need to do is just allow the Spirit of God to live through you. All right, and verse number three says, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I wrote in four words, whereby when you read, you may know, understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it is now revealed 
unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Here it is. That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs. Say that's me. Say I'm a fellow heir. Now, if I go, if I, the next chapter, right, chapter two we just passed, he said we are fellow citizens with the saints. Now, if you're a citizen, you got to be a citizen of a kingdom. Come on, you, see, if you're worried about people, if they're in Christ, they're in the kingdom. Come on, if you're a king, you got to have what? A king, it's not hard. See, some of y'all still ain't convinced that heaven is real. Some of y'all think you're going you're gonna, you're gonna to you're go up and you're going to be like, ain't nothing up here. That's why God's going to leave your body here. You'll catch up. Because that's the first thing flesh will say. Anybody know where we're going? The Gentiles should be fell heir. Say fell heir. Say I'm a fell heir. All right. Now, if I'm a fellow heir and then I'm of the same body, now there ain't but one body. That's the body of Christ. You are part of the body. I asked you last week how many members of the body. I mean, how many found out that yet? We got two hands. Are you telling me we got two hands that know what, how many parts, members of your body? You got six members of your body. Right there in your Bible. That means you haven't read the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 yet. That's all that means. Because in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it tells you you got six members. See, a lot of things you think are members, they're not members. Your head is number one. Now, number one's your head. Let's see how many members in your head. Let me see. How many members in your head? It's taking y'all quite a while. Y'all got to be like, uh. I mean, how many of y'all up here? Let me see. How many members in the head? Okay, you got the head, you got, the head is a member now. All right, then number two, the eyes. Number three, the mouth. Number four, the nose. Ears. Don't, you got no more in the head now. Don't, don't sit on this. All right, because we only got how many? All right, so you got you to gotta go, you got two that's not, you got two, you got two that's not in the head, right? What, what are they? It's not hard. Just, you better know your members, man. You walking around here, don't know your members? Your hand and your feet. Now, all other five is in the head. I'm sorry, you got the head, then you got the other four. All right, so you got a total of how many members? Six members. Now, let's name it one more time. You got the head? You got the eyes? You got the, okay, you got the mouth? Ears, all right. And now you come down here. You, you got the hands, and then you got the, the feet. See, the rest of the body not members. So you got to know your members because you're responsible to take care of your members. So you need to always check on your members. Look at somebody said, check on your members. It's your responsibility. 
It's your responsibility to make sure your ears clean out. And when you got a problem hearing, you got to get that taken care of. See, we, we don't understand. We got, your job is to take care of your members. See, I, I thank God. One, one day I went to a doctor and I said to this doctor, and I know, you know, I, you know they are man, so you, you got to understand, you still got God. And I said to the person, I said, no, there's got to be something going on. He said, well, let's do a blood test. Now, if I hadn't said nothing, they wouldn't have done the blood test. That's why you got to take care of your members. So, okay, I had the man do a blood test. And the man did a blood test. He said, man, you, you got, the man called me back at 9.30 at night, told me, come to the hospital. I'm two pints of blood low. Now, why, what if I didn't check on my own members? See, we thank God for all the doctors in here. We got some wonderful nurses and doctors in this house. But you are responsible to take care of your own members. Now, you know what they are now. Check on them. It doesn't hurt to go get a physical. You got six members need to be checked out. If you get up at my age, you might need the whole body. The members and the connectors. But you got to keep check on you. How many know what I'm talking about? When you are walking with a limp, you got to check them feet out. You, can, you, can't, you can't take that for granted. Your feet is not limping because it won't to limp. The shoe just might be too tight. And the feet is just crying out. Come on, I'm serious. Listen, I don't wear size 13 because I want to. I wear size 13 because it's comfortable so my foot don't hurt. I like it that 12. That's seven you said, huh? But you got to take care of your feet. If you don't, you're going to have coins. And you're going to have big warps on the back of your heel. Because your shoe's too big and your feet keep going up. You understand? Your, your job is to take care of your own body. Listen, when you get up at eight, you better make sure you do this young because you're going to need them feet. You're going to need them feet. You mess it over them now. They don't get you to see much of you. See, when you start thinking this like this, you're going to change your mind how you treat your own body. You know what I do? I make sure I stop and I say, you know what? I got to do my nails. I need these things. Because if you ever go through a door and half miss it, that nail going to go like, flip. Oh, my God. So you could have cut it. You could have clipped Told the same way. Told nail don't supposed to cut through the sock. <laughs> and you wonder why your feet hurt. Your, your, to, your toenail have grown through the sock. And then it turns and come back at you. Pay, atten pay attention, 
Pay attention to your body. Look at somebody and say, pay attention to your body. See, if you don't, it will, the things will get out of control and you will hurt you. And people don't know, you, you, there's a straight thing called ingrown toenail. You shouldn't have to worry about no toenail ingrown. That means it went so far, couldn't go no further, came back and come back up in your skin. Called ingrown toenail. Come on, I'm, I'm not, I know it may sound like something, but I, I'm, 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 I'm meddling, but I, I want to make sure. You got to take care of yourself. You got six members of the body. I don't need to be, the Bible said that, 1 Corinthians 12. Each member has to need the same care of one of another. So I know it's okay to go get the hair done, the head done all the time. You got to do your nails too. You got to do your feet. See, I do this here because when my wife tell me it's time for me to go do my feet and nails, I don't set nothing. I gotta, I gotta just pay the money because they need to be taken care of. If you don't take care of these things when you're young, you can have problems with them when you get up in age. That's all I'm trying to tell you. And my job to tell you, I'm off my message. Come on, get the Lord a big hand. Come on, stand up on your feet. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.